Now, 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 that don't kill me can only make me stronger. Uh, I need you to hurry up now. Because I, I can't, can't wait, wait much, much longer. Because <laughs> we back, Jay. We back with another one. We back with another one because I couldn't wait much longer, man. I, I got to talk some basketball. So much news, Jay. And as usual, your discretion is wise because if you can't handle the heat, straight out the kitchen, man. Out the kitchen, man. Hey, we back with another episode. I believe Hidden Takes episode, what, Jay? I want to say seven, man. We, we, I want to say seven. Six, I don't know, Jay. Six, just six keeps going seven, up, man. Jay. Just keeps and going, keeps going on up, up, brother. But my back, my boy, you're back from health and safety protocols. Jay, how are you doing, man? <laughs> man, tell, Jay. Tell the fans what's up, man. Tell us, fans, what's been going on, because I know you've been going through it these past few days, man. It's good to see you live and, and, and direct today, though. Yeah, brother. I, I unfortunately ha- had to enter health and safety protocols, Jay, because your boy got COVID, man. I was out, Jay. It was crazy. I was, I was telling you on the phone. I was like, dog. I'm sitting in a dark room. I can't look at no light. I'm throwing up, lightheaded. I was I was all out, Jay. So I had, I had answers, health and safety protocols. But good thing we had you on the team, Jay. You you carry the team for us. You know what I'm saying? T- took over. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm I'm happy to be back, Jay. Happy to be talking some hoops with you, my brother. Uh, as always, man. Because like how you said, I can't wait to get into it. A lot to talk about. Absolutely. And as usual, well, I'm glad you're back. Just first of all, before we start, but. Let's get right into it. Let's not waste any time. Um, let's get right into the news as we usually do on, on these hidden take episodes. And the first kind of order of business, man, after two years plus and some change, that guy, and you know I'm excited about this, that guy is back. Mr. Clay Thompson is expected and rumored to return on uh, Janu- on Sunday against the Cleveland Cavaliers on January, what's, what's that date? The 11th? 11th. Yeah, the 11th. Man, uh, Jay, this, this is a long time coming just for Hugh Purist. Um, sorry, that's the ninth. That's the ninth. Sunday, the, the ninth. But anyways, man, he, he's back. Uh, mark that down on your calendars. I believe, like, it's going to happen. It's happening, man. I'm excited for that. But but let's kind of just talk about I – know, I know we saw the game, and I know I'm going to be talking about that in our, our game summary last night about what kind of went wrong. We've seen kind of Steph kind of slumping, in my opinion. Um, but we'll get I'll get more into that in detail in a little bit here. But just kind of this team is kind of in that stage where they're expecting this. Uh, the fans are getting kind of restless. They just want it to happen, including myself being a fan of the squad. But, Jake, talk to me a little bit about what you're kind of feeling and, and what Clay returning means for not only the Warriors, the league, um, yourself, even. What, how are you feeling about that? So, I mean, shit, for the league, it means trouble. <laughs> for the rest of the league, it means trouble. For me, it means pure happiness, man. I love seeing great basketball. And like I said, Jay, for uh, for those of us that are just hoop heads that just lo- love to see the game of basketball played at, at its purest form, Clay Thompson is exactly that. That's exactly what you want. So, as a hoop purist, you love it, man. But to answer the question for the rest of the league, I mean, that's trouble, man. I mean, right now we're looking at the Warriors sitting at the number one seed in, in, in the West with the number one defense in the league. And now you're going to add a player like Klay Thompson. And, yes, I, I get it. Klay Thompson just came back from two, um, honestly, uh, catastrophic injuries, you know, like back in the day before all these technologies. With two injuries like that, those, those are two career-ending injuries. And for him to come back, yes, he's getting, he might be a, a step slower on, on, on the defensive end, but that's why you guys have a wigs, man, a wigs being there is just, and, and, and that's, you know, I've been talking about that throughout the season so much. Jay. I've been, I've been telling you that a, a wigs and when he contributes it, the Warriors just are on a whole different level, man. And what's, what's really making me feel honestly, very excited about this Clay Thompson comeback is the fact that he's not going to have to get thrown into this, right? Like not only are they, the Warriors, the number one seed in a extremely deep team but they have a player in Andrew Wiggins playing very good in that position right now so it's not like Clay Thompson is thrown onto the fire and said okay we need you to be 2016-2017 Clay Thompson right that's not what they need him they need him to come in knock some shots get in the rhythm of the game I mean 
people talk about all the time, you know, you got to get in, in, in game shape, game shape. The only way to get in game shape is by playing in games. You know what I'm saying? Like you could run all you want at practice. You can run miles around your block at home, but the only way to get in game and shape is by being in the game. And I think Clay Thompson will have the leisure. will uh, will have the luxury to be able to work into game shape instead of having to having to come ready because of the super deep roster, man. So I think, for the rest of the league, that's trouble, man. That's trouble. No telling what the Warriors are going to do. But I'm just excited, Jay. But I want to know how are you feeling, Jay, as a Warriors fan, as a as somebody who saw Clay before he went down, felt it when he was down, and now that you're so close, Jay, how are you feeling? I, I'm feeling just – I'm kind of just kind of waiting for it, but I believe it when I see it. That's kind of <laughs> how I'm feeling it. I've been anticipating this for so long. Honestly, from the day he went down, um, when he went up for that dunk against Danny Green in the finals to now, you know, I'm a huge Clay fan. You know, I I consider like Steph and Clay just like my favorite players and just favorite players to watch. Just the chemistry they have so unique. And and it's been a joy to see their careers blossom Um, and and to finally known like I've met. I know so many people who know Clay personally and uh, I, I just I have ultimate nothing but good things to say about him. Um, And I know how much you see the work that he's been putting on and to see him finally get out there, man. It's just an emotional connection like no other, man. So I'm just excited for him. And and you want just anytime you you know that a person's a a good person and and just truly loves the game like that, you can only want the best for them. So I'm just excited to see him back on the floor. But uh, I believe it when I see it, you know, I just wanted to get out on the floor. You know, it's a little bit of you just wanted to have build up. Right. <laughs> like you, we seen him th- hold up like the six fingers when he walked in the tunnel uh, the other day. And that's just how I'm feeling. You know, I'm counting down the days. Um, it, it's kind of like that in between phase. And, and it's just like Christmas. Nice to see. When yeah. You're, yeah see, when you're a kid. <laughs> that's how I'm feeling. Literally, like it's it's coming. It's the eaves and eaves it's just like it gets slower you know how it gets mm-hmm. slower building yeah. up to it but that's how i'm feeling about it but anyways we'll move the next order of line um just kind of talk about the players of the, the month and the rookies of the month um in the west we had donovan mitchell averaging 30 points th- three rebounds five assists for the utah jazz cat was absolutely balling um, a lot of to reason to do with why the jazz were playing such good basketball and obviously they were were able to stay afloat um at the top of the west just to do to what d mitch is doing uh on the east side of things joel Embiid for the philadelphia 76ers um averaging 29.2 points per game 11.2 rebounds and three assists obviously still keeping the 76ers relevant having them playing great basketball and then <clears throat> push it to the rookie talk um, what the rookies are doing, Josh Giddy averaging nearly nearly a triple-double, averaging, and we saw what he did that historic night the other day. Um, I feel like the players just keep, are going to keep, as they keep getting younger and younger, that this record is going to continue to get broken. You know, the triple-double, um, the youngest player to do it. But anyways, he's averaging 11.8 points, John, um, seven rebounds a game and 6.7 assists, man. I think a lot of people had him a little – underrated ultimately even including myself bro the dude just looks skinny and lanky when he came into league but he's proven a lot of haters and doubters wrong the next and truly the biggest surprise to me um so far this season and who's at currently at the top of nba um released their rookie standings and that's franz wagner um Mm. averaging 19.5 points per game 5.1 rebounds and 3.1 assists man he's he's been playing some great basketball for two for the for Orlando Magic and and doing a lot. I don't think anyone, if you ask them who would be the rookie of the year or even in consideration, I know this isn't the standings, John, but for Franz Wagner to be at the top right now, it says a lot about what he's doing, the work he's been putting on and type of season he's been having ultimately. Shout out um, Everyday Magic, Jay. Everyday Magic yeah. was calling this in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but he was he, he had a lot of Jalen Suggs talk, though. Did, I, and the thing is, like, a lot of people, if you were to – you just look at their team and you used to tell me Jalen Suggs is obviously going to be the better rookie of the two. Yeah. You would have never thought Bronze, <laughs> like I never would have thought it. I don't know. You, I wouldn't either, have either, right? Jay. No, I wait. wouldn't have either. But like, I, I, just a testament of, you know, never count yourself out, never count a player out. Um, and that, that's what he's going to do. And 
that's just kind of like brief news. Um, a lot of players have gone out with COVID, obviously breaking news recently. Drew Holiday and Rudy Gobert um, went out um, today, and that, that's kind of breaking now. But, Jay, let's talk about something that already happened. You know, we talk about things that – well, we talked about the rookie of the, the month, mm-hmm. uh, players of the month. Let's talk about things that already happened. And one of them, just a huge kind of event, for maybe for the wrong reasons, a lot of the right, but you'd love to see any superstar getting back to business and getting back in the game and playing, especially a magician like this cat. Kyrie Irving wow. made his debut for the Brooklyn Nets against the Indiana Pacers. I know you watched that game last night. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about that and what you saw in that game, man. Just huge. Having Kyrie back, the magician. What did you see that game? I had 22 points. Talk a little bit about you, you saw in that game and recap. Yeah, Jay. Honestly, man, Kyrie the magician. Honestly, just excited to have, to have him back. I mean, we talk about all the time being hoop heads, being these hoop fiends. Like you want to see players that are just genuine hoopers, and that's and, and that's what Kyrie is, man. So, like how you said, Jay, uh, twenty two points, four assists, three rebounds, two uh, uh three steals, shot fifty two percent from the field. But I mean, and and I, and I definitely want to give him give him give him his his flowers and give him his praise. And I'll get to him real quick. But I just want to talk about real quick the man of the hour, KD, KD, dog, thirty nine points, seven assists. Eight rebounds in sixty-two percent from the field, hundred percent from 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 the free throw line. So let's let's talk about the game, and I'll get to, I'll get to the Nets more when I get to the second half because this game realistically, Jay, was a tale of two halves, man. So the Pacers really took that first half, man, outscoring the Nets in both the first and the second quarter. I mean, they they're really hitting everything. I mean, Lance Lance was making them dance. He scored twenty. <laughs> he scored twenty-four <laughs> of his thirty points, Jay, in the first half. So Lance. Was was out was out there just killing stuff hitting hitting, hitting every shot uh, uh you know uh, taking it to the hoop hitting step backs hitting the mid-rangers and the the, the pacer shot 65 percent from the field and 50 percent from three in the first half compared to the nets 50 percent from the field and 22 percent from three so as you see like the nets has definitely got off to a, a a rough start and uh and and like i said you know lance was making him dance yeah I, I just mentioned he had 30 points five assists, uh, three rebounds, 63% from the field, 100% from the free throw line, 50% from three, and Sabonis too, man. I, you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't give Sabonis a huge shout-out, man. He had 32 points, 10 assists, 12 rebounds, big career triple-double for him. He's actually his third career triple-double against the Nets. He shot 71% from the field and 85% from the free throw line, getting to the free throw line uh, 13 times. I mean, honestly, Jay, I, I mean, you, you, I know you've heard this over and over because we talk all the time about about basketball but just you know how much i love sabonis man just an animal just a, a double yeah. double machine on, on on a nightly basis he has he has the patience mm-hmm. he knows when to attacks he 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 gets he's able to get players in foul trouble right like he he was able to take nicholas claxton out of the game simply by putting him in foul trouble late in the game the nets had no big man to go to because nicholas claxton had five fouls coming into the fourth and then just last thing i want to touch on really quick on the pacers before i get to the before i get to the nets because the second half was all the nets it's just a extremely disappointing game from miles turner man he only had 14 points four rebounds on three free throw attempts i mean i think that's a problem when the nets generally have no big man out there and you're only getting three free throw attempts you're not being very aggressive they the nets out uh out rebounded the pacers 40 to 34 that all that falls on miles turner the nets had 23 second chance points compared to the pacers 10 second chance points all that falls on Miles Turner's man because that that's what he's supposed to do as the big man. He's supposed to box out. He's supposed to he's supposed to have have the down low covered in and 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 be and be on the, the, the those offensive glass man. So just overall dominant performance from the Pacers in the first half scored seventy three points in the in the first half, which is actually a bit a, a bit scary when you think about the the. The, the fact that the Nets, the Nets are allowing the Pacers to do that. And then if you think about the Pacers aren't really are on the playoff team. If you put the Nets against a real playoff team, what's their defense going to be looking like, man? But that was the first half. Let's get into the second half, Jay. Second half was all KD mm-hmm. and the Nets, man, as KD played the entire second half. And the Nets defense just did a full uh, – turnaround man they did a full turnaround and i and i want to give that 
full shout out to DeAndre Bembry and Kyrie Irving, man. They were the defensive catalysts out there, man. And if you were to look at the numbers, DeAndre Bembry didn't have the greatest of games, 12 points, shot 100% from the field. But the thing is, DeAndre Bembry, all of his points came from defense. Great defense leads to easy offense. Kyrie Irving, almost all of his 22 points came from great defense leads to easy offense. Or I'm just Kyrie Irving, and I'm just and, I, and, and I'm just blown by you, man. I mean, DeAndre Bembry and Kyrie Irving were doing all the little things out there. DeAndre Bembry finished with a plus 24 in the plus or minus stat line, and Kyrie also, uh, Kyrie also had had a very good plus uh plus minus in the second half. I mean, the Nets they were just Every time the ball would touch the post, every time the ball would even get near the post, they were doubling the post and because they really had no big man. And their defensive rotations, Jay, were just beautiful, Jay. They got out on defense. <laughs> they got out on defensive rotations. I didn't see them miss. I didn't, I realistically did not see them miss more than three defensive rotations in that entire second half. And the Pacers felt it. The Pacers definitely felt that pressure as they had nine turnovers in that, in, in, in that, in that second half. And I mean, honestly, this game just came down to defense, Jay, because the Nets ended up because of their defense, they ended up going on a eight and one run at the end of the third and then a 14 and nine and one run at the start of the fourth. And that's the defense led to offense, man. But just real quick, Jay, I just want to talk about Kyrie, you know, because, uh, because like how you said, the magician Kyrie Irving was back yeah. and honestly, it felt good. It, it, it felt good to see him. he really didn't look too out of place, which, which was my number one concern coming into the game. Well, I was trying to see, well, is Kyrie Irving going to look out of place? Is he going to look like he doesn't know what he's doing and no, he fit right in. I, I know he's just one of those players that it, it doesn't take much to implement implement him to into your system, but he fit right in, man. He was playing, he was playing more off ball as uh, James Harden was playing more on ball. And it, it also was, was great to see the, 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 the three of them out there on the court today. And James Harden, uh, Kyrie and KD. And honestly, Jay, I mean, Overall, um, not the be- not the best game uh, from, from from Kyrie and the Nets, but they got it done, man, and they did it on on on, on good efficiency. So just I'm just happy, Jay. I'm I'm happy to see Kyrie back. The only thing too, that the, the yeah. only thing I, I just want to highlight real quick is the fact that Ky- I don't know how useful it was to bring Kyrie Irving back in because he can't play it in, in in home games, and if you play a team that uh, the 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 vaccine is mandated in the playoffs. I mean, like, what's the point of having them there? I mean, kind of, we were talking about this in our in our group chat, Jay. Uh, we were talking about, you know, if if Brooklyn has to play, you know, a team from a team from Cali. I mean, if we're talking about the finals, it's most likely going to be the Warriors, right? So mm-hmm. if the Brooklyn have to play the Warriors, I mean, if you're missing Kyrie Irving and you're playing against top tier guards like Curry, uh, Jordan Poole, and Clay Thompson, uh, man, I mean, not you missing Kyrie Irving right there. That's the series. The series is over right there. So. Honestly, Jay, um, a bit uh, happy to see Kyrie Irving back, but a bit, uh, um, I guess, concerned as to how this is going to work out going forward because you're going to have to figure out one game plan. You can't just go, all right, Patty Mills here, all right, Kyrie Irving here. Like, you have to figure out something to keep it consistent. And I don't know if they can do that with Kyrie only playing away games. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's great to hear that that recap of the game. You know, I didn't get a chance to check it out. I will be watching it today, tonight after this episode, but uh, just anytime you get a guy like Kyrie back, um, it's huge. And obviously we shared this stat on on, uh, the ESPN put out earlier that they are 12 and four, or I believe 12 and three when they have all three of those guys playing together. So it just shows you right there. I mean, they're, they're a significantly better team with Kyrie, no two ways about it. Um, with, and with all those guys healthy, that that big three that they originally brought in because, you know, like we have been saying, um, John, you and me, that they're the title favorite or they're a, a, almost nearly a lock to be at least in the finals. They have all those three of those guys playing and a pretty good shot to win it um, as well. But like you mentioned, if you're, you're only playing half the games and if you're, you end up playing a California team, um, that it's bad news. And, you know, we don't know the status though. Also, if Kyrie at that point may realize it'd be the best interest of his team, if he gets the vaccine, um, we don't even matter of fact, yeah, we just don't know what will happen, but that's, is an issue is a cause for concern, but no doubt about it. They are a better team when he's in the lineup and when he's playing for those nets, but <clears throat> let's talk about a game. I got to highlight it as we move on and push forward here. And that's the golden state warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks obviously pulled it over 
pull it out um, in kind of a similar, almost a dominant fashion, if you want to call it, and broke away late in that game with a 99-82 uh, game, and which is crazy holding the prolific and powerful offense of the Golden State Warriors uh, to 82 points is crazy and a testament to the Mavericks defense. But let me just start it from the top and what I originally had thought going into that game. Obviously, this game, John, um, was the retirement of Dirk Nowinski, the shooter, Swish 41, uh, before that game. And I originally, when he, when I, they announced it, when I saw, I was reading that he, this would be his retirement. I saw some videos kind of leading up to it. I was just like, man, they chose to do it. Warriors, I, I like. I don't. I don't think that's the greatest thing because I think the Warriors are gonna. You know, they're rolling. They're they're probably gonna beat the Mavericks, right? Like, I'm I'm going into that thinking yeah. it, and, and I'm just thinking like they probably should have picked a different night. So I was just kind of concerned, um, and I was just like, huh? I was kind of just <laughs> just didn't know why they would do that. But anyways, going up to the game, you know, we we heard a lot about. There's a lot of interviews about Dirk talking about his padded and fade way, you know, the Dirk as, as Hoopers know it, you know, that one leg um, where he raises up his, his knee, his fade away. And he was talking about how he kind of at the end of his career um, realized he needed a, a move to create space. And he, that's when he realized that was a move, you know, when he turns his back to the basket, he's able to elevate because no one's really contesting a seven footer, uh, seven foot three inch players shot uh, it's just not happening and that's when he kind of just realized you know this can make me and and uh, make my prolong my career and that's ultimately what happened you know 21 years with the Mavericks obviously the most in franchise history and definitely I believe you know top 10 top five if not um, in the league just in history just with one team um, and, and he uh, a lot of what he talked about in that that get, um, interview as well was about Steph and, and how he's kind of uh, what they asked him what they thought about him and how he's changed the game and how his shot and he's an unbelievable shooter and kind of the best to do it in his opinion. But man, Jay, he, he did not really exactly honor the legacy of what um, and all that praise that, that uh, Dirk was handing out because uh, Steph had a almost terrible night. Um, but a lot of what I saw in that game, man, was Luca and John? I you know we had talked about that. Uh, you know, Luca led led the Mavericks with twenty six points. Um, the Mavericks, you know, celebrated hit, hit Dirk in that way. He was praised by by Dirk as well. But you know, in that game, John, I just saw Luca, and and I just realized I was thinking something. I was watching Luca play, and you know, this isn't summary of the game, but I was just I was like, man, he's the most un, in my opinion for me. I just become Luca's becoming the villain more and more for me. He's kind of just unwatchable. The way he complains, the way he cries about every call, his foul baiting, and it's just really like as a as a star, he's probably my least favorite to watch because it's just, it's just so unwatchable. You know, his foul baiting, his complaining um, every time down the floor. I, I don't think he's in the best shape that he can be in, and no disc, discount to him. Like he's one of he's one of the most skilled players in the game by far. No disc, dis, like no discounting that. I'm not discrediting that, but just I feel like he's doing it in such a cheap way that he could avoid. Um, but anyways, th those are just some some key takeaways that I that I thought just outside the box score. Um, you know that that I that I had highlighted in, in that. But let's kind of talk about more about what I saw in the actual game. Um, <clears throat> so surprisingly, if you, if you go to the box score and we look at what kind of took place in this game and you go to the field goal percentage and, and you see that the Warriors actually shot a better percentage, 40% to the Mavericks, 37%. But where you see the discrepancy was uncharacteristically the Warriors and where they lost the game. Obviously, anytime you shoot 17% from the from three point line in today's game, and especially how the offense runs for the Warriors and how their dominant um, shooters like Steph, Wiggins, Poole, um, and especially other the pieces around them, going five for 28 from the three-point line compared to the Mavericks, uh, 12 to 40 um, from the three-point line. Even an abysmal 30%, but still you're making seven more threes than the Warriors. That just puts you – that's 21 points that you already got um, ahead of the Warriors. So that's that's another way that you're going to lose. Then you push it to the three-point uh, – from the three 
free throw line where the Warriors shot 11 through 16 at 68%, and the Mavericks shot 21 um, to t- 21 for 26, out shooting the Warriors by 10 free throws. So that's another way that so they lost both of those battles. And the way that the games played and both the stylistically, the, the way that the Warriors want to play, you just can't lose the game in those categories and expect to win. And the most other categories down the line were pretty even for the most part. Rebounds, both 46 to 46. Assists, the Warriors had 20. The Mavericks had 22. And then turnovers, obviously similar. The Warriors had five more uh, turnovers, but that's just the style they play. When you, Anytime you have a ball movement, you run the motion offense, you're going to have a lot of assists, and then you're still going to have turnovers. So there's kind of a give and take when it comes to that. Points in the paint, the Warriors dominated 54 to 36, but a lot of that was due to they weren't making shots. So, you, so the points got to come from somewhere if you're not hitting your threes, which they rely on um, to make a lot of the time. You got to get your points from some, from somewhere. But those were kind of the t- key uh, breakaways from the box score and the team stats. Then you look over to what the players did um, for each team. You look at the Warriors side of things um, and you look at the man, obviously Steph going five for 24 um, from, from the field, one for nine um, from the three-point line, uh, nine rebounds, five assists. But a lot of it was to do was, you know, they looked to him as a catalyst. And that was kind of why I talked about Clay coming back and why that's so big. Uh, for the Warriors, I think that number one, Jordan Poole's not in the starting lineup. The, War- the Warriors ended up starting Stephen Curry um, and Gary Payton, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Kevin Kevon Looney. And they've done- went to that lineup for the past two games since Jordan Poole has been back and they've had everyone healthy aside from obviously uh, Clay Thompson and, and uh, James Wiseman. Wiseman. But they've had, you know, they've had Andre Iguodala out and Otto Porter Jr. But I think that just having Otto Porter Jr. out was a big loss, bigger than obviously Clay's been out the whole season. But I think Otto Porter Jr. was a huge loss for the Warriors because he's been quietly been a huge reason of, of why they've been so successful as of late, especially coming against these tough Western Conference opponents and being able his versatility and his ability to not only guard and his ability to knock down those corner threes. That takes a lot of pressure off guys like Steph, Poole, and Wiggins obviously has been, you know, shooting the ball at a high clip. But when you only got two shooters like Steph and Wiggins on the floor, that not only puts a lot of pressure on Steph to knock down his open looks, um, but it puts a lot of pressure when they double him. Um, got, they, the team, the Mavericks, I saw a lot of the time were, were able to leave everyone aside from Andrew Wiggins which throwing those doubles, you know, is really tough and you have to deal with that the whole night. Um, so when you get open looks, maybe you don't have your legs. I'm not, I'm not, that's just a possibly a reason. Obviously this is a slump is uncharacteristic for Steph and I'm not worried about it in the future. Those are just a few things that I noticed for, uh, that, that might have led to why he's been in such a slump recently. Um, obviously the energy and they didn't get really much off the bench um, pool only shot three shot, uh, eight shots, six points. Um, they need more scoring for him. They need him to take more shots. Um, and, and the rest of the bench wasn't really productive. No one from the bench was, um, was a plus and the plus minus. And you really can't win like that, especially not on the road and not against the Mavericks who have been struggling or late. Um, but I think anytime you have this kind of motivation, this kind of will to win with a guy like Dirk being honored, all that energy in the building. I feel like you're shooting yourselves in the foot if you're shooting such a low percentage and your star isn't really able to get his. It's not a good recipe for win. You look at the rest of it, they were able to keep it quarter close for like three and a half quarters. And then the fourth quarter got away from them because they were just weren't hitting shots that they normally hit. And that was kind of the story of the game. Flip it to the Mavs and real quick, all they did Players were making plays, players were making shots. And when they needed him, Tim Hardaway Jr. stepped up in that fourth quarter and was knocking down big shots, um, doing it all for them. And then, uh, obviously, Dorian Finney-Smith, DFS, as you know him, Jay, was making plays defensively, knocking down shots. 
um, timely shots too when they needed to close out. And that was kind of the story of the game, the bench production for the Mavericks compared to the Warriors. And then the stars, Luka Doncic showing up, Steph not showing up. And that's kind of key takeaways. Am I worried about the Steph slump? No. Does he need to fix it? Yes. And he's having a night off tonight. I know they got Dre and the rest of the guys sitting out. So let's see if this changes something um, moving forward and probably look to see him back Sunday night. So as we push forward, man, just I know that was a long recap, John. That's a great but, breakdown, uh, though, Jay. That was a great but yeah, breakdown. But no, no, it, it was just it just had to be done, man. We had to talk about what we saw in that game, man. But um, as we move forward to our next segment, and that's the way too early NBA uh, segment. So let's talk about that. Um, and NBA All-Star segment, Jay. Let's do it, brother. So what? So before, just a real quick background of what we had had before, um, John and I had discussed who we had in our East All-Stars and West All-Stars previously. So we had decided and we've come to an agreement on 10 players, five from the East and five from the West. And then we're going to be, you know, deciding here, John, like seven that we have to agree with. So if we have, obviously we might have differing players for the East and the West, and we might have some just neutral ones that we automatically agree with. So I'll go first on the East real quick and, and then the West until so our locks. So for the East and the guards, and let's just remember two things for those of our listeners. You can only have two guards and three forwards. So that's how we have, obviously, our roster and our starters um, equated on, in that sense. So in, first we got in the East, we have Harden, uh, James Harden, DeMar DeRozan for the two guard spots. For the forwards, we have Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, and Joel Embiid. For, the, for that third forward spot. In the West, we got Stephen Curry as one guard, John Grant locked as, you know, the second guard. For our forwards, we have LBJ, LeBron James, Rudy Gobert, and Nikolai Jokic um, for, for our guards. I mean, I, honestly, I, I really think those players speak for themselves a lot, John. A lot of what we had debate was those two guards in the East, because I think it could have gone either way. But you, because we were saying we were going, what was it? Levine, kind of Trey. I think yeah. you had Trey, right? You had yeah, Trey. I had, I, yeah, I had, I, I had Trey at first, and then I also had, I also had. I, no, I didn't have Levine in there. I thought about putting Levine in there, but I went with Demar over him. But mm-hmm. yeah, I did originally have Trey. But then after we, after we talked about it, I, I, I sat there and I looked at it. I think James Harden would get get out this the notch over Trey in the start. So I would, right. I would, I would go with that 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 starting lineup that you said for both East and West. Because it's crazy, yeah. Because it's crazy too. Because the bull, the Bulls are. I mean, you think about it like this, and this is why we. I I think Harden. Um, are we both agreeing on Harden? Was because you know they're West. Technically, the the Nets are. I think number one or number two. Kind of it's it's going yo-yoing back yeah. and forth. Um, so they they could get two representatives in that starting lineup, or you, you could look at it. The Bulls are maybe first. So you could get Levine and, and DeMar. I mean, we've seen it happen before, so I wouldn't be surprised um, if, if that happened. But let's let's move to the bench of the East, and let's see what we got locks there. Um, first of all, I'll throw out a name, and let's see if, if we're in agreement that Trey Young. I think yes. he's playing at such a – okay, we're going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm he's right playing there at a you, high brother. level, man. Um, he's been doing it. We've seen him improve on, on a lot of areas of his game. And ultimately, despite what's all been gone, he's been pretty reliable and pretty in the lineup. Um, and, and despite, you know, obviously he had COVID, he had a, a little bit battle with his back injury recently. But for the most part, he's been in the lineup and ready to play for the Hawks and ultimately keeping them afloat. I know they're at the kind of the 12th seed or the 13th, 11th they're, they're really seed. Low, yeah. they're, they're low, they're low. But I mean, even then, I would still say he's keeping them afloat and, and kind of in that discussion in the playing game um, with all the injuries and things that they've had. So it kind of speaks for him for itself. And even the fact that we're considering him as a starter, I think that he's a lock um, in, in that sense. But who, who do you think else on, on that bench? Uh, I mean, besides, 
besides Trey, yeah, Trey Young, I'm 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 right there with you. He's mm-hmm. definitely so that's a kept, lock for us. Yeah, yeah, he's he's kept the Hawks relevant. And then next uh, that I would go for a hundred percent lock is Zach Levine. I think he absolutely needs to be locked. You you there with me? I'm right there with you, man. Okay. Zach okay. Levine's been playing this career level, bro. He's been balling. You could make a debate for him to start, honestly. Yeah, yeah. You could make a debate. No, he's a debate uh, lock. So I guess those seven kind yeah. of that we got are our debate. Um, Debates, okay. Are, sorry, locks. Locks, locks on okay. that point. All Any right. that we considered as starters. Yeah, Zach uh, Levine, Trey Young. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, what about Jason Tatum? Jason Tatum, see, that that was one where I went back and forth with I, it too. I Jay. went back and forth Me with too. Um, Me too. I do ultimately think, you know, the fact that his star power, um, he's kind of solidified himself mm-hmm. as go-to option, household name in the East. Um, I think he will get will get the nod ultimately. Um, he had a very slow start to the season. We've seen him kind of pick it up toward towards the end. But then I'm thinking just the way where it sits. And, and if you want to go by a record and, and this sort of thing, I think if Tatum gets in, Brown doesn't. So that's where I'm kind of just, I'm a little bit, <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm kind of tossing and turning on that one because I think the Celtics and the way that their season has, you know, turned out to this point, I don't say, see two of them getting in. So it's a question of, are you feeling Tatum over Brown? Because I don't. I I personally don't think two of them are getting in. But maybe, maybe. Why are you feeling on that? That's tough, Jay. That's tough. I mean, now now that you that you break it down that way, I mean that's a good point uh, uh, as to like if both of them could get in with this with the Celtics struggling with the with with the way they've been struggling. But I mean, realistically, Jay, if if I'm gonna have to give an answer that uh, like if I had to put my money on the line for or who I think would get picked, I think it'd be Jason Tatum. I think it's a uh, uh, right. Not only is it like talent, but I think it's also a bit of a popularity contest. It's uh, how much you've established yourself. And we know Jason Tatum, you know, the light skin with the leg tats and, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. all that. So he's de- I think he's he, he's definitely established. Yeah. And like how you said, Jay, he's definitely start, got off to a slow start, but he's he's uh, as of late started uh, start to pick it up. And the Celtics are starting to starting to do a little a little bit better. I mean, you're right now sitting in that sitting in that 10 seed. But I, I, I would. It's oh my tough, god, see? Jay! Oh my yeah. god, it hurts my heart to leave Jalen Brown out, man. It hurts, it hurts my heart, but I think I would have to because I don't think I'm going to be able to leave Jason Tatum out and on keep Brown in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's so tough. I think both are deserving in a sense, but I think just the ultimate fact is, and you got to look at it like this, Jay is. You're the tenth seed. You're barely in the playing game right now. You're tied with you're tied with the New York Knicks for that ten and eleven spot right now. Um, and and if we're gonna if you're gonna look at it like that, I think that you got to get one from the um, you got to get one from the Wizards on there. In my opinion, you got to get one from the Hornets. You got to get one from the Wizards. Or sorry, from the Raptors. You got to get one from the Cavs. You got to get one from the Sixers. We already have. Um, Jimmy, I think, is a lock. Obviously, Giannis, KD, Harden, um, and, and you got Zach Levine and DeMar. So that's already a lot of players that you got right there. So I think only one from the Celtics. And you already got Trey sitting there in the 12th seed. So those are players who are ultimately locks, in our opinion. Now, let me uh, now let me ask you, Jay, hold on, because you just said something that was interesting. You said you got to get one from the, from the Raptors and the Hornets. Okay, the Hornets, I thought about, I, I, I really wanted to put LaMelo or Miles Bridges. They didn't ultimately end up making it for me. But the Hornets, I didn't, that did, I mean, the, the, the Raptors, that didn't even cross my mind. Who, who, did, who did you have on the Raptors? I got Fred Rico. Fred oh, Rico Fred Van Rico! <laughs> Fred Rico Van Vliet playing career <laughs> basketball, putting, putting those questions to bed if he could take over this team after Kyle Lowry left. Because he's got him sitting one game over 500 right now, um, playing the best basketball of the season. And a lot of that's to do with Fred um, because he, he's just ultimately stepped into this leadership role um, where he's able to now facilitate. He's looking for his own. I think at the beginning of the season, he was kind of just 
getting used to distributing, getting his young guys involved. Um, they obviously had a lot of guys out, but now we're really starting to see what he can do in that lineup when they got Gary Trent out there. They got all their starters. They got OG Ananobi, Ananobi. They got Scotty Barnes and they got Pascal Siakam kind of playing small, if you want to call that. And all those versatile bigs um, are all around that rangy, kind of lanky, six six eight to to six ten six eleven whatever pascal is and he's able to get a lot of open looks and we see what his range he can do he's averaging you know a career high i believe in points um assists and rebounds you know just doing it all and playing great defense so i think he's kind of a lock to me man not a lock but i think i, I really vouching for him and and would like to see him in the all-star game he ain't getting no love. Obviously, they released the the standings and the votes for the for the fan votes, but he's not getting no love in that sense. Which I'm surprised, honestly. I'm surprised Canada hasn't turned up. Toronto hasn't turned up. Six, <laughs> Come on, six, Jay. Put him on, yeah. But but no, nah, I've seen him just doing it. That's why. That's who I got up. Fred. I like that. Honestly, I like that, Jay. Honestly, I, I I really do like that. Not 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 that you talk me through it. I really do like that. I mean especially thinking about the fact that the Raptors are on a four game winning streak. And I mean, did nobody really expect them to be, to be sitting at this seventh seed on a four game winning streak? Cause so I, I, I really do like that Jay, but let me just ask you some of them real quick. Would you rather have Fred or would you rather have Jared Allen? See, I, 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 I don't think if, if I got to choose the two, I think Jared Allen's a lot, like almost, Almost, a lock, right? almost a lock. I think okay. he's almost a lock. Me too. So, so right now, look at what we got right now. So we have for sure Harden. We got Demar, Giannis, KD. We got Trey Young. We got Levine. We got Tatum as locks, right? Yeah, and Joel. I don't. I think you skipped Joel. Jo- so I skipped Joel. Yeah. yeah, Joel as locks. So that means how much we got left after that. So we got uh, Harden, Demar, Giannis, KD, Joel, Trey, Levine, Tatum. So we have three more after that. We got three, three more, more after that. Three more, Jay. Bradley Beal has to make it. Bradley Beal. Ooh, what? See, Bradley Beal has to make it. Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal has, has to, make, to it. make it. So we have two and I more. I think spots. Jimmy's a lock. Jimmy's a lock. Okay, Jimmy's a lock. So I think Jimmy's a lock. So that last spot goes to Jared Allen or goes to Fred? Because I agree with you. Jimmy and Beal have to make it, no doubt about it. So it's got to be Fred, right? Or so it's got to be Jared, Jared Allen, right? I think I would go with Jared Allen, man. The fourth seed, especially your Cavs, Jay. Yeah, I think you got to go with Jared Allen, right? Sheesh. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I mean, and it's I crazy because. Go- yeah, it's crazy too because Darius Garland is also deserving, man. But there's there's ultimately going to be a player who's snubbed, um, and it could be now. Like you know, I could see it in a, in a way that Darius Garland doesn't get a nod where he's deserving, but then he he makes it the next season. You know, I feel like a lot of times when you see those young and up and coming stars and up and coming players who are deserving that year, but then they don't get the nod the next year until they get that recognition where, oh, man, he's a serious snub. Why isn't he an all-star, right? We've seen that a few years, like five, four, something with Dame, right? Remember Dame, that? Dame, yep. Um, but Dame but he was got kept that, getting that snub. snub. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he finally they finally made it in. I think it's once you get that that clout, that first recognition, you get that first all-star berth, then it's like – or even that recognition where you're almost just like very like right under short, then it's when you, get, when you, when you make it there. Yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, Jay. So, all right, so that's a, that's a solid. So let, let me let, let me read off who we have for 100% locks for 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 the Easton. So we got Harden, Demar, Giannis, KD, Joel. That's our starting lineup. And then for the bench, we got the Trey Young, Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, and Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm right there with you, Jay. Yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, so so we go for the the east then. All right, so let's so, so we got let's, our, we got let's go to east. the west. We got our west lockdown. So you you talk to me first. Like we we got our we got our uh, our backcourt locked. In. <laughs> we, we, we got, got our, our backcourt locked. <laughs> we got our backcourt locked in. We got Curry Jaw, and then we got our front court locked in with LBJ, 
Rudy, the Joker. Um, and then the lot, the lot for me, I think defensive player of the year, Draymond Green, lot for me. He's a lot for me. Like he's, okay. he's, he's a type of, Quinn Snyder said it the best. Like he's, he's a type of player that isn't going to get the re- re- uh, recognition just because of, um, because of play, like his points and what he's doing up, but he's the type of guy um, he's, he's not going to get it because of that, but he's doing, if you watch the Warriors play and, and the reason that they're successful, he's putting the guys in the right positions. Um, a triple double threat on any night if he had the points that were there, right? So, and they're the best team in the, in the league and in the West. So, I think he's a lock. Warriors for sure are going to get two representatives. Um, in my opinion, Wiggins should be, a, be uh, but I could see other reasons why he wouldn't. Um, so, I'm not going to put him on my list, but I think he's right kind of in that Darius Garland, uh, Fred Van, Fred Rico Van Vliet. Um, situation where he's right on that brink he should be potentially be it but he won't get that nod until the next year and that's how I'm feeling but Curry from Curry Dre for me locks um, this year for the all-star game okay so Draymond and Wiggins definitely huge respectable picks but the thing is for me the only reason why I can't put them as a locks is because of the other players who 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 are going to come before them now, for me, in my opinion, Draymond and Wiggins might fall into that Fred, uh, that Fred Van Vliet where it's like they could get in there, but I don't know if we're going to have enough spots left. So let me just go my first lock off the rip. My first lock off the rip, I know you're not going to like this, Jay, is Luka Doncic. <laughs> my first lock off the rip is Luka. I got, got to have Luka in there, man. Huge, nah. uh, huge, 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 huge point guard. Does, does it all out there. Luca for sure, for sure will make it. I think okay. Luca, yeah, he's a lock. Like he could potentially could have been a starter. Um, wish he wouldn't be a starter, but yeah, no. I mean, I I think he's he's for sure a lock. Like he's got the popularity, he's got the talent, um, he's got the stats to, to back it up. Um, not the biggest fan, but you give credit where his credits due. So he's a lock in my opinion. I think uh, for sure. You got to get in CP3. He's playing at a high elite I'm level, um, setting his guys up, getting them there. Um, so we got six, right? We're, we're at six right now. Mm-hmm. Who okay. else you got? So, okay. So, so the, the, those are, I also have CP3 as a lock. Um, um, Donovan Mitchell, you have him as a Donovan lock? Donovan Mitchell, I have a, I'm as a lock. Okay. Yeah. I have him as a lock as well. So, so we have, mm-hmm. we have seven, a hundred, uh, seven locks. Devin mm-hmm. Booker, you have him as a lock? Devin Booker, yeah, I got D Book in. Okay, I, yeah. I got I got D Book as a lock as a lock as well. Mm-hmm. Carl Anthony Towns. Nah, I think because the lot remember remember this like reserves reserves when they come down it comes down to coaches. I think the coaches are for sure giving Draymond the nod before they give Cat. I think <sighs> you got it. You got to put it. You got to put it in the sense, John, that. You're the number one team. You're the number one seed in the West. You're number best team in the league. Like that, that t- comes into consideration for them. If you're gonna give, uh, you're gonna give the Suns two their their best two best players um, this season, bursts and nods. But you I mean, gotta give the war. You gotta give Clay, the Warriors. But Clay would have made it if, like, like I think Clay would have easily made it if he was just playing all season, and it would have been easily the same way, right? Like the way it's CP and B book, it'd be it'd be Curry and Dray- Clay. No, nah, I think no, let, Draymond, Draymond's, okay, the, Draymond's the defensive player of the year, man. Like, he's the number one player in the standings for a reason. So you can't leave a guy like that. He, he's the <sighs> reason know, that he's the reason that the, the Warriors are so successful because we've seen that against the, the Miami Heat when he was in it was uh, sorry, excuse me, against the Utah Jazz when he wasn't on the floor and how the Jazz were able to operate and get looks that they wouldn't have gotten because he wasn't on the floor, wasn't able to direct traffic and not only be places that other guys on the team uh, wouldn't be able to, to, to be. And he's so uh, influential and successful to the Warriors um, and, and what they do. I think you, he has to be a lock for the All-Star game, man, especially over a guy like Cat. Um, uh, he, he just, he just got to be in the game, man. Like, I, I think he, he's a lock, in my opinion. I think the coaches, they have a, they have a chance, and they, they are able to choose the reserves. Um, and, and I think there's no way they leave Draymond off, off that list. I, and, and, and all, all everything that you said 
was true as far as Dr- Draymond Green and his, his importance to the team, man. But I just think Cat's importance to the team is m- huger, is, is bigger, in my opinion, than Draymond's importance to the to, to the Warriors. If you take Draymond, if you take Draymond Green out the Warriors, the War- yes, I agree. I, the Warriors aren't as good of a team, but they don't drop to like the just the worst team in the league. You take Carl Anthony Towns out of the Wolves, like they are like they are not even a G League team. And Carl Anthony Towns, and 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 I, I definitely hear you. I definitely hear what you're saying about Draymond Green and his importance, and like the especially when you when you look to that Jazz game, man. But I mean, Cat also brings it on defense, brings it on offense. Brings it on, brings it on the efficiency end. Can shoot it. I mean, I don't know, Jay. I don't, I don't know if I, if I have, I, I can I, leap I, that out. I hear you. I definitely hear I, what you're saying. I hear what you, I hear all you're yeah. saying. I just say NBA.com and in my opinion, and a lot of experts, a lot of coaches, mm-hmm. the defensive player of the year, who I think he ultimately will get the defensive player of the year. I just don't see him not being an all-star. So. Yeah. That's all I, that's all, I, that's all I, I think. Hear. He's got to be a lock. He's got to be a lock. So, um, so but who, what, what who, who else? Who, who's, who's the rest? Of, who's the rest of your your list then? If, okay, if so he's I have not, <laughs> I have one player who honestly because I want to know the rest of your list if he's not a lock. I have one player because I only have two more spots after after Cat. I only okay. have I have one player who could go or could not go. Actually, he won't go now that I said Carl through Towns. Anthony Edwards, but that's you got to look at. Hell no, no. I, I, Over I know. Draymond Green. I know. I know. Absolutely now, not. now that now that absolutely now that I said Carl Towns. Now that I said Carl Anthony Towns. Now that I said Carl Anthony Towns. I agree. Two two players from the Wolves aren't going to go, and then not have two players from the Warriors go. With the Warriors being number one seed, I agree with you over that. But Anthony Edwards has been having a crazy season, and he plays a different position than Draymond Green. Draymond Green, so he wouldn't get called up for that position. Right. But now that I've already said Carl Anthony Towns, there's no way that two uh, two of the 10th seed uh, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves are going to get called up to go. So I so I, I take that. I, I did this kind of without thinking the cat. So I take that out. But Anthony Harris is definitely very deserving, bro. He's been having a great, great season, a better season, in my opinion, than than uh, than than than, uh, than Freddie over there. So I think he's he, very deserving. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And my, like I am. But all right, but but all right, I'll take I'll take Ann I'll take Ann out and, I, and I'll, I'll put I'll put Draymond Green. All right, and then I have Dame. Do you got Damon? I got no, I don't got Dame. I don't no got Dame, Dame over uh, over PG over PG. I got PG over even over a, Dame. A hurt PG or even P. I got PG or even um or even uh or even a Wigs like PG or a Wigs over over Dame. I don't think what? Dame's deserving. He's missed too many games. Um, yeah, even when he, he hasn't been playing his best basketball or all-star level until recently. So I think if you look at the body of the work, um, and you leave it up to the coaches, I don't think Dame's an all-star maybe off his name recognition. If you want to give, if, which, which could be the case, which in my opinion, that's, that's that's um, what I I don't think he's he's an all-star. I think I think yeah. realistically, I think he gets it off of that and off he of gets it off the, the club, fact that he's been it. disrespected so many times and the fact that he's shown up that many times and mm-hmm. uh and and I, and yes, he got off to a terribly slow start, but he's he's really he's really started to uh to pick it back up, man. But man, Jay, that this year is going to be crazy, Jay. There's going to be a lot of snubs this year, dog. Like there's going to be yeah, a lot of snubs. There's a lot of see, there's a lot of deserving players that won't get the look, but if Dame makes it over PG or but but even guys that are deserving, PG? but but there could be a replacement. Like you say, a guy like Ant, or you say a guy like I don't know who, who's deserving, like a second option, like a KP or you know even like a Wiggins. I think those kind of guys um, will be injury fill-ins because there there might be guys that we look at right now. We don't know what the situation with, with, will be with COVID at the time, if there need, need to be a replacement. So those, there's going to be some guys who, who may get the nod just because of injuries and, and we can't foresee the future in that sort of sense. So um, so maybe some guys who wouldn't have got the nod this year um, or in past years will get the nod and, and be able to fill in in that sense of role. So I think it, it'll be a win-win in that, that sort of situation. So let's see, though, bro, man. It's hey, crazy. this is going to be crazy, crazy Jake. It's so, a crazy year. So let's lock it in for the East. 
All right. So I'm sorry for the West. For the West. For the West. All right. The West Here we go. We have Curry, John Morant, LeBron James, Rudy Gobert, uh, Joker, Luca, yep. Chris Paul, um, uh, Donovan Mitchell, um, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Draymond, Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. And then who are we going with that last spot? I don't know. I don't know if I could because I, I was I wanted to put wigs, but I don't know if I could put wigs over Ant. Ant's averaging more points. He's averaging more uh more assists, more steals on I don't want to misspeak on the free throw percentage. On better free throw percentage. Yes, he's on yes, he's on a worse team, but I don't think that like the Warriors being the number one seed is like Wow, like Andrew Wiggins is like the reason we're here. You know what I'm saying? He's a huge reason. Why he's a, he's a huge there. reason. He's a huge. He's reason a huge reason, but he's not. I, he's not, I, he's I not. don't see the Timberwolves getting two players. Like ultimately, it'll be it'll come down to the sense that you're either getting PG if he's back and he's healthy by that time, he'll be the, there. Or I think Wiggins, um, the the Warriors are the reason why they've been so successful. There's been times, man, where even against the Timberwolves, like this guy showed out and was the reason that they won like that. He's been on that streak and he's been on that run um, since he played the Timberwolves. He's playing the been playing the most efficient basketball of his career. He, he's been taking the best looks. Um, he's shooting the highest percentage um, from three in, in his career. Uh, and, and just like he, he's a career resurgence. Um, and I could see him making it in that last spot. And I don't see the Timberwolves sitting at the ninth seed at eight um, below two games below 500. It's unrealistic for us to sit here and, and say that they'll get two entries uh, for all star Three entries for three entries for Andrew Wiggins, who yes, he's been vital, but he's not the reason, right? Like you take Andrew Wiggins out of that Warriors team, I think they're still sitting at that number one or two. Seed. I I don't think I don't think they're twenty nine and and eight. Uh, I think they're maybe they're still a little sitting bit at the that. one. They're still sitting at the one and two though, right? I don't, I don't, I, I couldn't, I can't say that for sure. I think he's been so instrumental for, for why they've been so successful this year that I, I don't, I don't see them as the same team. Um, and the leap that he's taken this year, I, I would have him as that, in that last spot over Ant. Um, uh, Jay, we're going to have to just leave it up to the fans, Jay. I'm going Anthony Edwards. You're going Andrew Wiggins. The fans, you decide, man. You you guys blow us up in the in the comments. You guys blow us up on Instagram, uh, on uh, podcast reviews. Let us know. Anthony Edwards, uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins, or is it somebody else? Or is it Dame? Or or, or do you guys want to see Dame? Who is it? Because we're, we, we, we can't come to a consensus here, Jay. Can't come. Yeah. Who, who's that last spot? Who you got? You got. We, 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 we'll let us see. know. Yeah, let, us, let know. us know. Let us know. All right, Jay. Well, that, that was fun. So there you have it. Our East and West teams with a little bit of little bit of change for y'all to decide. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the games. The, our last thing of the day, and that's games, you know, our favorite part. Um, and, and our game picks for when you're listening to this, January 7th. Um, Friday, January 7th. And there's a lot of games on the slate, man. Um, a lot, a lot of basketball. And the last game, so the first game of the night is between the 14 and 20 San Antonio Spurs and the 19 and 16 Philadelphia 76ers. Who you got in that, Jay? I got to go 76ers on that, man. They're on a five-game winning streak. I think Joel Embiid can keep it going. Okay, okay, okay. I feel I. I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with this the Sixers in that one as well. Um, at Philadelphia too, we know how that crowd is. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go to a game that lost a little thunder ultimately, in my opinion, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks at in Brooklyn with Kyrie on the floor. Like that's a storybook, um, huge matchup, title fight. But it's gonna be unfortunate that we don't got Drew Holiday in that the Bucks without Drew. Um, so that kind of changes things and who we got. I already think I know who you got. Who, who you got in that between the Bucks and the Nets? I'm, I'm going to go with the Nets on now, man. I think the so. Nets are just pissed off at what happened last year. And now they yeah. have a chance to play the Bucks. And, then, man, they, they're coming. I'm going with the Nets. What about you, yeah. Jay? You too? Yeah, I'm going to Nets. They were they were a Kyrie rolled ankle away. A KD. Foot. Uh, <laughs> inch, foot inch away from, from being in the finals. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Nets and that. They, that's a – a revenge game if you want to call it that the next game we got uh 7 30 eastern 4 30 
Pacific, the Utah Jazz visiting the Toronto Raptors with no fans. Fun, fun. Uh, who you got in that one? I'm, Jazz I'm, probably without Rudy Gobert as well. Ooh. Without Rudy Gobert and COVID I'm, health and safety protocols. I'm going to go with – I'm, I'm going to go with the Raptors on this one, man. I'm going to go just because the Jazz really tend to really struggle with Rudy Gobert. And uh, when he's out, they struggle on both offense and defense, like majorly since he does so much. So I'm going to go with the uh, Raptors on this one. What about you, Jay? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Raptors as well, man. I think they're playing great basketball. They knocked off the the Bucks last night huge win for them I think they're they're gonna they're gonna continue to keep it rolling man that was the game that at everyone I kind of marked down to see if they're truly back and making a run with all their guys healthy kind of similar to a team that we kind of envisioned before the, the season started a team that you know ha- had a bit of that championship DNA left and it's true that we're kind of seeing that on the forefront now so I'm going with the with the Raptors long story short um okay <laughs> <laughs> but let's go to the to the next game, fourth game of the, of the night, and that's the your Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Oklahoma City oh. Thunder. <laughs> My guys, Jay's. Uh, I thought you Minnesota were going to talk about the Bulls. Oh no, 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 no! That's your second West team, is it? Yeah, no, yeah. T Wolves, yeah, yeah. But who who you got in that versus the the mighty Thunder, Jay? Oh man! I, and I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the the star-studded Timberwolves, Jay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I want to yeah. go with the Timberwolves on that one, Jay. What about you? I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the Timberwolves. But I will say this about the Thunder, man. They're one of those teams, even though they're young, um, and obviously, you know, they're they're not really playing anything. They're not play, they aren't playing anything. Not really. They are not playing for anything. Um, they're developing young guys. You know, they got a star. I think on any given night, I would. I don't want to go up against them because mm-hmm. number one, you ultimately you see the 13 and 22. Um, Thunder and Will, I, I'll already say this: that at this point in the season, I know for a fact they did not think they would be thir- win thirteen games. I think that's ultimately they got to dial it back, man. They're only nine <laughs> games below five hundred. Management's got to be like, whoa, whoa, y'all whoa, need to whoa, relax. Stop winning so much, games, man. Yeah, but uh, but I don't think anyone in the league honestly wants to play the Thunder. And you know, you you may y'all may laugh and. When I say that, I, the Thunder play hard every night. Um, they got nothing to lose. And that's honestly the scariest team. I'd rather, I always say this, Jay, I'll, I'll rather hunt than be hunted. And that's exactly how the next. Thunder feel night to night, man. So uh, let's push it to the next game, though. Um, 8 p.m. Eastern, Washington Wizards, 18 and 17 versus your Chicago Bulls at 23 and 10, Jay, your East squad. Who you got in that one? You already know I'm rocking with the Bulls on that one, Jay. Yeah, if you got the Bulls, I'm going to go with the Bulls in that one as well. Uh, I think they're playing great basketball. They got their guys back. Zoe's back in the lineup. Um, and I, I, th- I think they're just going to – I think they're going to they're gonna win big. Um, you know, they won – it was close there in Washington with the DeMar uh, buzzer beater, but they got all the squad back. They're back at the United Center. They're ready to roll. Bucks, Bulls big in that one. Um, next game, 8 p.m. Eastern. We got the uh, Dallas Mavericks at the Houston Rockets. We got an one, Jay. I got the Mavs on that one, Jake. Got to get the Rockets just struggling, dog. You just got to yeah. go with the Mavs on that one. Yeah, I got the Mavericks in that one as well, despite the Kevin Porter Jr. buzzer beater <laughs> last night. <laughs> All right, next game we got is the Sacramento Kings versus at the Denver Nuggets. We got that one. Denver Nuggets, man, that Jokic boy. Yeah, I got I got Denver in that one as well. Joker time. Um, the next game we got the Atlanta Hawks at your Los Angeles Lakers at the Crypto.com Arena. I gotta you know, gotta go with the Lakers. Jay. I can't go against my team, man. The <laughs> uh, Lakers. I gotta go the other way. I gotta backflip. I can't trust the Lakers. Um, I think I, I think I think it's gonna be a battle of trade. Trey and Braun. Uh, if Braun gets some help, then I'm going to go with the Lakers, but I haven't tr- don't trust that enough, so I'm going to go with the Hawks in that one. Um, next one is <clears throat> I got is the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the fumbling, bumbling <laughs> Portland, <laughs> Portland Trail Blazers in Portland. Who you got in that one, Jay? My, cl- my, East, my East squad 
if, if you want to call it that, the Cleveland Cavaliers. You, I got to go got. with your E squad, Jay. Your E squad, yeah. the Cleveland Cavaliers, man. I'm I'm going to have them fumbling and bumbling the Portland Trailblazers into a win there. Yeah. Yeah, I got the Cavs in that one as well. I think they're playing great basketball. I think they're ready, hungry. And I will say this, though, just to clarify, when, when we say our team, these are teams like we enjoy watching. Yeah. We're not like this is crazy like rooting, rooting for them. We're not like fans of the Bulls and the Cavs, <laughs> you know. We, we, we just like to we see Warriors them play. And, yeah, we, we like enjoy watching their games, man. We, we like to just NBA All basketball league, in general. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. Just, there's just certain players. I yeah. mean, bro, Darius Garland is different, bro. Darius Garland yeah. comes different. The Bulls, I mean, DeMar, Zach, that whole team. Totally. I mean, we just like watching it. Yeah. No, no, facts. We just love basketball. We just I love, love basketball. basketball. <laughs> I love <But> basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jay. Well, yeah. But no, yeah. Yeah. So that, that wraps us up, man. Um, Jay, as usual, John, pleasure. It was fun. Fun talking ball, man. And for those of the fans, appreciate the support. Appreciate you rocking with us. Um, our understanding of our technical difficulties that we had the past past couple uh, weeks. And um, as usual, follow us on Instagram, Twitter at Clutch Talk Pod, um, TikTok there as well, YouTube just Clutch Talk C L U T C H, uh, capital T A L K. Um, get at us on, on on all those forums. Debate, comment, like, subscribe on uh, YouTube. Um, sorry, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, leave us a like, rating, five star. You know what it is um and just just continue interacting with us we love when you give us some comments suggestions um check in with us vote on our stories we're always putting up um polls on there for you to interact with so just get us man appreciate the support and love as always man so that's all that's it for me jay you got anything to say say i ain't got nothing to say jay you close it out amazing brother (laughs) all right man all right then clutch talk we out peace